Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to all of you today. I hope all is well with you. Uh, welcome back to the Live the Life podcast. Um, today's message is called Staying in Tune with the Spirit. Staying in Tune with the Spirit. You know, over the last couple weeks, um, we talked about being strong and courageous um, and, and the reality that we're not alone. You know, God has covenant promises that go with that command to be strong and courageous, right? That he will never leave us or forsake us. He gives us tools, you know, as we meditate on his word, you know, we'll be prosperous and successful. Remembering that all things, you know, being prosperous and successful are, are all about the kingdom of God, not about this life, uh, but a byproduct of being prosperous and successful in the advancement of the kingdom of God is our success and prosper and prosperity in, in our current life. You know that God is the one who provides everything that we need as we stay focused on him, right? And then last week we learned that we lack nothing. You know, we, that we lack nothing, that the Lord is our shepherd and we lack nothing, you know, and that that he gives us rest and peace and grace and comfort and power, right? And uh, everything that we need in this life. So again, as we stay focused on our relationship with God, if he comes first and foremost in our life, um, again, byproducts of that relationship with the, the creator of everything, our good, good father and uh, Jesus Christ, his son, and, and the Holy Spirit who we're going to learn about today, um, there's nothing we can't do, you know, and I was talking with my, my, my in-laws, my spiritual mother and father, they're out here with us for, for a week, and man, we've been, we've been packing it in, you know, going all over the place, we've, but we've been having a sweet time with the Lord, you know, everywhere we go, and yesterday it was Father's Day, and happy belated Father's Day to y'all, um, as we celebrate our, our Father in Heaven as well, none of us would be here without Him, and, um, but the reality of how short life is, that it's but a breath, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm 52 years old, you know, my father-in-law's, you know, in his 80s and, you know, fill in the blank, you know. Um, but all that time is, it's nothing, man. It's, it's but a breath, you know, and to God, it's but a breath, you know. He probably hasn't even taken one, one breath. He's probably still inhaling, you know, I mean. One day to the Lord is a thousand years, you know, or could be. We, we don't know, you know, there is no concept of time. So we're here a very short time is what I'm saying to summarize all that. We're here very, very brief. And um, in it, what I've learned is there's a lot of surrender. There's a lot of battling for my loved ones, for, for those of you out there that don't know Jesus. Uh, it's my heart's desire that you would come to know the Lord, that you would be up in heaven together with all of us forever and eternity, you know, that we don't live this life for this life. We live this life for our life in heaven, our eternal life, you know, and um, all that we do, everything we, we, we do in this life, it, it just, man, it's just such a short, short, brief time. That's why every day is so important. Every day we get a new 24 and that's all we're guaranteed in this life. And it goes by so quickly. And um, our relationship with the Lord is the of, of the utmost importance. You know, praying for those that we love is of the utmost importance for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our friends. Praying is very important. And then surrendering those prayers into God's hands is even more important. 
because our prayers can save even those that are lost. The prayers of a, of a pure and righteous Christian and uh, the way we live our life can save many that don't know the Lord. So remember that. We've learned that clean hands and a pure heart we're, were lifted up into heaven if we live with clean hands and a pure heart, God shows us things, great and mighty things we do not know. And one of those things, I believe, is the reality to save those that, that don't know the Lord. Um, as we learned about, you know, in the city of Sodom, you know, Abraham was pleading with God. You know, if 50, if 50 righteous are there, will you not destroy them? If 40, if 30, if 20, if there's even 10 righteous people in that town, would you save it? you know, and the Lord said yes, and, uh, you know, but again, ultimately, uh, that town continued on, and, and uh, its ways, and it, and it was destroyed, but the reality that God will save uh, groups of people um, on the prayers of the righteous is something to ponder, that's in Job 22, so that was a long intro, man, I'm already five minutes here, so staying in tune with the Holy Spirit, you know, so when when you think of staying in tune, or when I think of staying in tune, I think of an orchestra. I think of instruments, right? Um, you know, if an orchestra or a symphony, if if they have instruments that are out of tune, it's going to sound horrible. You know, the symphony's not going to be uh, together. It's going to sound off. The music's not going to sound good. It's going to be hard to listen to, right? And the same with football teams and baseball teams and sports teams, where you have to, you know, study the playbook and the plan of attack and get your rest, and stay healthy, and stretch, and everything you need to do to be a team, to go out and give your best effort on the field. If you're out of tune with one another, if there's people that aren't staying healthy, if they're staying up late, if they're not, you know, following the playbook, then the team just doesn't work in motion, and the same with work, and family, and all those things. If you're not, you don't have your focus, things are out of tune. Right. And the opposite of that, if everybody for a symphony tunes their instruments and they practice and they they go to practice and they're ready and they pay attention to the conductor and all of that, then it sounds beautiful. And the same with football teams and sports teams. If they follow the game plan and they do their homework and they stay healthy and they're ready to go, they're unstoppable, you know. And the same at work, when you're all on the same page and everybody hears the game plan and does their part, you know, you have a successful project. So um, staying in tune, right? It's the same with the Holy Spirit. You know, if we're, if we're uh, putting our relationship with God first before anything else, when the first words out of our mouth, when we open our eyes in the morning or Glory be to you, God. Those are the first words out of my mouth when I wake up every day. Glory be to you, God. Right? And you can add to that. You can, you can get on your knees and pray if you'd like. There's anything you can do. But my, my, my habit is to tell the Lord that. Glory, glory be to you, God. And then I start thanking Him for what I have. The roof over my head. You know what I mean? The floor that I walk on. My restroom my toothbrush, my toothpaste, you know, I'm sure my wife's thankful for that too, right? <laughs> but you know, you start thanking him for what you have, right? And then as you, you build these good patterns of reading God's word, being filled with his word first, getting ready for the day, 
asking the Lord in the Holy Spirit, you know, what, what are their plans for us today? Who are we going to encounter today? Uh, pray for divine appointments, you know, pray for all those that we love and uh, keep our eyes always focused on the Spirit. You know, hop in our truck, turn on worship music, um, praise the Lord as we're driving, you know, listen to the Word as we're driving. And then as you step out into your day, even at work, you're like, what are we going to do, Lord? You're, you're attentive to those around you in the, in the assignments that God has for you that day. You're also aware of many beautiful things at creation. As I'm talking to you this morning, I'm looking out my window at these beautiful trees and it's so beautiful out here, you know, so I'm thankful for God's creation. I'm staying in tune with the Spirit. Now, on the opposite, if I wake up grumbling and complaining and I'm not, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not thanking the Lord for what I have and I'm rushing around and I'm, and I'm thinking all about me instead of surrendering all the things I have to do to God in my day, I, I get out of tune with the Holy Spirit. And as you stay out of tune with the Holy Spirit, it, it can grow and separating you from your relationship um, with Christ. Amen. So again, is is uh, we learned again last week that we lack nothing and God prepares a banqueting table before us in the presence of our enemies, right? That we lack nothing. We can always come to the Lord and get, you know, grace, peace, joy, love, kindness, compassion. Everything we need is found at the banqueting table, right? And uh, tonight again, you know, today we want to talk about the Holy Spirit and, and getting out of tune with Him. Amen. So the Holy Spirit lives inside of us through our belief in Christ, and that was only allowed to happen by the atonement, right? The atonement, at one from Jesus Christ, right? And atonement, out of the Webster's 1828 dic Dictionary, one of the definitions is expiation, which is the act of dying for our sins, right? So the expiation of sin made by Jesus and his obedience and personal sufferings for us allows us uh, to be at one with him. That allows us to have the Holy Spirit live inside of us, what Jesus Christ did for us. So the atonement is what allows the Holy Spirit um, to live inside of us. And if we need anything else, like you need more than that, right? Than what Christ did for us on the cross and took that beating for us and all of our sins and the sins of our family and all of that. Jesus took it all on so that we could enter into relationship with him. So marinate on that for a minute, right? But it's hard, right? Uh, to stay in tune with the spirit, isn't it? Sometimes we say, you know, just a minute, Lord, I'll do this or that. You know, and then I'll abide in you or I'll remain in you. Or maybe we put God in a box and we only go to him when we need him. You know, God says no to that. You know, we need to get a move on and we need to get a move on now. And we need to stay in step with the spirit. It takes continual effort to stay in tune until it becomes a law of life. And we just abide in him unconsciously all the time. There's no separation between our relationship with Christ and the life that we live on this earth. It's one. All right. And it's built around Jesus Christ. So I've got three steps for you today um, to help you to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit, to help me to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. The first is to rejoice always, pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. This is out of 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Um, and it says just that. This is, uh, you know, this was, letter was written by Paul, and again, there was a lot of encouragement in it. Uh, the church of Thessalonica was a young church, and uh, 
Paul was encouraging them to stay strong in their faith and move on because Jesus is coming back. He was like, Jesus is coming back and you need to always be ready. He gave them some warnings on how to live their life. And uh, one thing he did tell them, and this is in verse 16, says to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It goes on to say in verse 19, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. Now that's a big statement, but to keep it in context of what's happening right here, how do we quench the spirit? Well, we don't rejoice always, right? We're grumbling, we're complaining, we're doubting, we're fearing, we're doing all these things God asks us not to do in the Bible because he is the one who provides us everything that we need, right? The spirit of power and self-discipline and all these things. So if we're not rejoicing, and this is the joy of the Lord, right? Because there's bad things that happen in our life. Do we rejoice over that? No. You know, we mourn over that, but we rejoice as God moves through that process. He carries us through that process, and then he ends up doing something, not only for us, but maybe those around us. So we can rejoice knowing that God is always working for the good of those who love him, right? So we're to rejoice always, knowing that this life is just but a breath, and then we're in heaven forever, you know, with our loved ones that know the Lord, with Jesus, and all of that. So there's a lot to rejoice about. Again, when we really think about this life and how fast it goes by, it's really it's really quick. So rejoice always. If we're not, we're quenching the spirit and what he wants to do in our life. Pray continually. You know what I mean? If we're not praying all the time, you know, pray, you know, prayer is just communication with God, you know, communicating with him as a friend, communicating with him as a father, communicating, you know, with him is our king, right? So there's different levels of prayer. Um, Throughout the day, you can just invite him into everything we're doing. You can talk to him as a friend and, hey, Lord, what do you want me to do here? What, you know, who do you want me to share your love with today? Right. And there's other times where you're down on your face. You carve out some secret place time and you're down on your face because he is our king as well. And we bow down before our king. Right. And then to give thanks in all circumstances. Right. For this is God's will for us that we would be thankful you know what I mean? Again, understanding Romans eight twenty eight that God is always working for our good. So um, be thankful that God gives us what we need to get through hard situations. Be thankful that God gives us what we need in the great situations. Be thankful for what the Lord is doing at all times, right? And, and those are some simple ways to not quench what the Spirit is doing. Um, there's others. Again, I mean, purity, clean hands, pure heart. God knows our heart. Those are other things that... Uh, would quench the spirit in our life. Amen. So number two is to remain in Christ, right? Or to abide in him. To abide uh, means to exist or to continue, to dwell, to rest, to stand firm, to be stationary for any time, to rest or dwell, um, to continue permanently in the same state, to be firm and immovable, uh, to wait, to be prepared for, to await, to hear, endure, to bear patiently. That's what abide means. And in John 15, uh, the Lord talks about remaining in him. You know, he says uh, in John 15 that, you know, he says, this is Jesus talking. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So the second step to staying in tune 
with the Holy Spirit is to remain or to abide in Christ. And to me, that means I always see that going deeper. If you take a step towards Christ, he takes a step towards you, right? So as we go deeper and deeper with Christ, he takes us deeper and deeper with him. He shows us more and more things. He gives us more and more power, more and more wisdom, discernment, all for his glory and the advancement of his kingdom, not ours, you know, not ours. Now, if a benefit of, of, our, of our walk with the Lord, if he's blessed us to uh, be super successful in this life, then, you know, and lots of money or whatever you think success is, then you need to be a good giver and you need to be helping people with that money that God's given you. And yes, you can enjoy life, you know what I mean? But it's a fine line, man, between enjoying life because you can get out of tune with the spirit very easily, with money especially. So, even if you make a lot of money, you know, praise God, good, good for you. God bless you in that, but make sure that you're a cheerful giver and you're blessing those with what God has blessed you with because he can take it all away in an instant too. So um, we will never understand uh, why and how he chooses for that to happen. Um, we're all gifted in certain ways to do what we do here while we're on this earth for a very short time. Just don't make it about money, but if you got money, then praise God, right? It does take money to pay the bills, so we thank God for our jobs. And uh, But what I've learned is to be content with what I have. You know, when you strive for more and more, it's uh, I found it to be very uh, disheartening and, uh, you know, fun for a moment. Temporal, just like everything else, like all sin, addictions and everything. You, you do something, you get drunk or whatever, and you feel good for that moment, and then you feel like crap the next day. Not to mention the people you hurt with your words and other things that you can never take back, you know, all for a temporal uh, joy, you know. So I choose uh, the joy of the Lord uh, is my strength. He is the reason that I'm happy and I enjoy life, you know, no temporal satisfaction because you'll never be satisfied um, with anything other than um, the Lord Jesus Christ. And number three is the fact that we're nothing uh, without the Holy Spirit. You know, how, there's no way we can witness to the world without the Holy Spirit. There's no way we can uh, witness or even uh, live a life for Jesus Christ without his atonement, right? Without the realization of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. We need to recognize that. We need to honor that and honor him. And, uh, and again, that's how the Holy Spirit lives inside of us when we choose to believe and receive um, in the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us and gives us the power to do everything we need to do on this earth uh, for the advancement of his kingdom. In 2 Timothy 3, it, it reminds us of this world um, and how much we need the Holy Spirit so that we can go out and do the work that, called, you know, that God has called us to do, right? Which is to make disciples of all nations. That's God's calling and purpose for all of our lives is to make disciples of all nations, whether it's of one person in your life or thousands, right? But we're all called to make disciples of all nations. So 2 Timothy 3 says, There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. They will be boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good or lovers of God. They will be treacherous. They will be rash, conceited, lovers of ple pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, having nothing to do with such people is uh, 
what he's asking us to do um, in that passage, right? But it's hard to not have anything to do with those people because we need to help save those people, you know? So anyway, again, that's a fine line, how deep you jump in uh, to, to help and save people. You know, if, if it's at risk of, of you sinking, then maybe that calling is not for you. Uh, we need to be aware of the environments that we go into uh, when advancing the kingdom of God. What I found is just in your normal lifestyle, anywhere and everywhere you go, if you always have the Lord on your mind, uh, you just you save one person at a time, right? God showed us it's all about the one that he would leave the 99 to go save the one, right? First uh, Corinthians 4 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Um, so don't talk about it, but do it, right? And... Um, don't say you know a lot about God, but you don't do anything. Don't be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Um, tell everybody you know about Jesus, and if you have to, use words, right? People should know by the way you live your life, how you carry yourself, how you respond to situations that you are a Christian, that you love Jesus Christ. Um, so you don't need to talk about it. Just, just be it, and God will show up, and the Holy Spirit will come in power. And I want to end with this. And uh, forgive me for getting a little long here. This is Galatians 5, um, verses 13 to 25. It says, Life by the Spirit. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you hate and... Um, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Um, verse 16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we need to steer clear of those things. And if we believe in Jesus Christ and he's in us and we're in this, this transformation, right? Um, and God's moving us uh, more into his likeness. These things uh, obviously fall away from our lifestyle. And if you're in any of these things, you need to be um, aware and concerned and fearful uh, that you may not inherit the kingdom of God. So uh, re-up, man. Uh, get back with Jesus and get right because you don't want to be doing these things when he returns as we know you will burn in hell forever um, while doing these things those things you choose to do over following Jesus and your relationship with him I believe that's what you will be forced to do forever while burning and uh my heart for you is that that would not happen at all. That's why I do what I do, to hopefully give you guys the tools to enter into a relationship and get away from these worldly things that you would uh, live forever in heaven, that I'd be able to see you up there in heaven.
goes on to say in 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. And let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So I just bless you guys today with the ability to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit, right? And we do it by rejoicing always, praying continually, giving thanks to God in all circumstances. Uh, we do it by remaining in Christ and uh, pursuing our relationship with Him more and more, going deeper and deeper in our relationship with Christ, just as you would with your spouse or anybody that you love. Uh, it takes time and effort uh, to get to know that person, to go deeper in relationships. So we need to do that with the Lord. And then we need to recognize that we're nothing uh, without the Holy Spirit. And you will find that out quickly uh, as you're out and about trying to do things in your own power um, with your own selfish motives. It does not work. You know, we need to understand that, you know, we only have the Holy Spirit through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and that we have the power of the Holy Spirit is we're advancing his kingdom all for his glory. Amen. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. God bless you guys.